Hello, everyone, and welcome to the Soul Surgery Podcast. My name is Nikki Clinch, and I am your host. So today begins the opening of a new series, and this is going to be the Surrender Series, where episodes that we release into the podcast now, we are going to be sharing with you a series of conversations and interviews and and teachings all on the powerful and important and transformational process of surrender where I get to sit with other human beings and hear them share about the biggest points in their life that has invited them into a transformational process of surrender. Now, obviously, you guys know that this is a, an important topic for me because I wrote a whole book on it, but I wanted you to hear it from many, many, many other human beings to hear that this is a universal invitation and the power and the depth that comes from being able to surrender and open into a new possibility into the unknown, into a new space. So today I sit with one of my dearest friends. I begin with one of my dearest friends who I love so much <laughs> and who is such an inspiring, powerful, beautiful, honest, courageous, authentic human being. And she is doing so much good in this world. I get to sit with the amazing Mel Wells, who is courageously sharing her truth and her heart of a point in her life recently that has invited the greatest surrender. And what she has had to face and live through and feel and navigate through in order to be able to surrender to this cosmic invitation and the extraordinary gifts that have come through it and out the other side. So I hope that you love this episode. If you do, please do leave a review your reviews matter. They help this content spread far and wide. If you love the podcast, please do subscribe. I love having you here. And if there are any points in this episode that really land for you, that create an aha moment, an insight, a light bulb, a ding, um, a shift for you, please do share with us. Share in the comments below underneath the YouTube video, or you can um, contact me on Instagram, or you can write to me on my website. All details are in the notes below. I love to hear from you and I love to hear your, he your healing. So without further ado, let's go to the amazing Mel Wells. My love, Mel. Hello, my darling. How are you? Oh, babe. <laughs> I'm here. I'm great. No, I'm, I'm, I'm great. I'm actually the happiest that I've ever been, but I am nervous about this conversation. I know, I know you are. And I also know that this is the happiest that you've ever been. And it's been such an honor to 
be one of the lucky ones to be able to witness you through the last few months. And also, I just want to acknowledge right here, right now, and that's for everybody listening. This is a real honor for me to be able to have you sit here and share yourself and what you're about to share with me and with us. You know, it's that's an honor because I know this is the first time you've really spoken about this publicly. And and I know how vulnerable it is and how personal this is for you. This has been what we're about to speak about has been your life and your journey for the last how many months now? This we're not even three months down the line. Um, start of like first week of March is when it happened. And we're not even three months later and this was without a doubt the most traumatic event of my entire life and I I really don't say that to be dramatic It, it really really was and so I'm so grateful because you really were there for me day in day out on zoom every like from the day that I found out to to now you know we've been on zoom constantly and you've been such an incredible friend and such an incredible big sister and support to me and I there were some days where I literally like I I couldn't do anything I couldn't function all I could think about was I just need to have a zoom with Nikki (laughs) and that was my one job for the day (laughs) yeah I so, um, yeah, I mean, you saw me, it was, I, did. I mean, God, <laughs> anyway, yeah, maybe some context is helpful. Yes. So just to set some context for everyone listening and also for us, you know, the invitation here, and I, I approached you a few weeks back. Um, I wanted to open up a series of conversations to speak to real human beings and human beings such as yourself who also have um, a platform, a voice, and to really share openly about the greatest points of surrender in your life. Hmm. Now, I approached you with this invitation knowing that this has been the biggest point of surrender of your life. Oh, my God. (laughs) I have never known surrender like it. And um, I've known that I'm going to need to speak about this publicly eventually, but I've wanted to wait until I've felt like I'm actually healed or healing, you know, in a really good place so that when I do speak about it, I'm not coming from anger or rage or resentment or pain anymore, which if we'd have recorded this a month ago, I definitely would have been. So that's why it's taken me this long. And um, I also really feel that when, you know, I, as you said, like I do have this voice, this platform, I'm in many ways um, speaking to a lot of people every time I um, do a post or, or share a lesson. And so when this was going on in my life, I really felt that great sense of responsibility for my own healing and also for what I would like, what the purpose of this is for, for my role here, (laughs) you know, to really share this. 
and share this this real transformational process of healing through the depths of heartbreak and betrayal mm-hmm. and loss and um not just for me but for for everyone else who's been through this or is going through this and who hasn't known how to navigate it so yes. i really felt that sense of responsibility as i was navigating it that this was this was bigger than just me yes and and i think that's why i wanted to invite you on so many levels but really i think the biggest the biggest invitation is for everybody to hear that even when you are have a big platform even when you've got a, this beautiful successful life even then life comes with lessons yeah. and it will come out of nowhere and it will hit you like a ton of bricks and that is the invitation where we think a breakdown well it, it becomes a breakdown that has the invitation somehow to become a breakthrough even though you can't see it yet so yeah. i want to go right back i want to go yeah. right back because i i actually remember the day when i got your yeah. when i got your whatsapp i remember the day i'll never forget yeah, it. i remember it too well of course um, you remember it so tell us <laughs> tell yeah. us okay. when everything changed tell us when yeah. everything changed yeah so um little backstory my relationship was four years old. We had recently moved from the UK over to Costa Rica to start our new chapter with a plan to look for land to buy so that we could build our dream home and start a family. Um, We had a very public relationship, a very loving relationship, a very powerful relationship, and in many ways a very healthy um relationship and um we were not navigating any challenges you know when this happened we were not in therapy we were not fighting we were not having um big heated discussions we were not trying to have a break and then come back and have a break that was not what was happening in fact the opposite we were extremely happy constantly telling each other how grateful we were for each other Mm. um constantly we were very in love and we had recently celebrated my birthday where a bunch of our friends flew out and spent time with us and you know we we were talking about um we're talking about getting engaged this year like that's why this was such a Um, traumatic experience because I did not see it coming in the slightest now what happened was when everything changed as you asked was um he flew out as you know as I'm sure a lot of people know that listen to this podcast and that listen to my podcast um you know we had been exploring working with plant medicine We've been drinking Mm -hmm. ayahuasca, going on plant medicine retreats. And um, when you drink plant medicine, there is a possibility, well, a high possibility that you're going to change your life after you do that. Um, It creates big shifts in your life. It shows you things that you could not see before. It presents you with things, and sometimes that can be confusing, and sometimes that can be scary. 
And sometimes that can be amazing. Anyway, this is something that we were both exploring together. Um, and I always had a fear, I guess, that mm. he could go and drink ayahuasca and then come home and break up with me because of mm. having this new realization that actually he didn't want to be in this relationship. And that, that I think that's a fear for most people that drink plant medicine um, mm -hmm. or, or whose partners drink, uh, drink ayahuasca. Um, but that was definitely a fear for me. It wasn't something that was like consciously on my mind, but it was, I felt so secure in our relationship and mm -hmm. so safe. And like, we were so resilient, um, that I heard it happen to people and I never thought it would ever happen to us because I thought we were so strong and I thought we were invincible and you know I shared so much of our relationship online and um that was because I was so proud of the relationship that we had I was so proud of what we'd created I was so moved by it I was so yeah. um it was real for both of us and um and so I just never thought something like that would ever happen to us because I I really felt like our love could overcome anything. So anyway, <laughs> exactly what I exactly what I just mentioned is exactly what happened. Um, he went on a plant medicine retreat, drank ayahuasca for four nights, and um, he came back and um, just withdrew from me a little bit mm. and. Um, I noticed and I tried to like, you know, ask him if everything was okay. And he yeah. just said, yeah, I'm just integrating from the ceremonies. And I was like, cool. And then two weeks later, he broke up with me out of the blue. Yeah. And I was floored and yeah. it didn't make any sense um, to the point where I said, have you met someone? None of this mm -hmm. makes any sense. This is so out of the blue. Like, we're so amazing. What are you talking about? Like, we're so, we're so happy. We're so in love. Like we, we are living our dream life. Like, like what? I thought yeah. it was a joke. And, yeah. um, and I had a week of confusion and a week of just like, what the fuck? And then, um, and then he finally told me that he had met someone on this plant medicine retreat and he had also um had a vision to and basically been told by the medicine um been been shown by the medicine that the relationship this relationship wasn't for him and this new relationship with this new girl that he just met was for him yeah so this wow yeah <laughs> like this is not a movie. This is this actually happened less than three yes. months ago, right? And this yes. is, I cannot think of a worse nightmare that I could have lived through than this. Yes. Like so this I man was, this, this man was my world. This relationship was my, was my world. The, the, yes. Everything. It, it, it came, it blindsided me and felt like I'd been hit by a bus. So I have some questions 
when you spoke about a week of confusion. Mm -hmm. Now I want to just go deeper into that because I think that is a very, very common reaction to a big shock of change. Mm, yeah. What, well, what was actually happening for you, like in the mind and the body, mm, in the confusion? What, what was actually yeah. happening? Well, in that week of confusion, I was in denial and I was very much like, I need to make him change his mind and I need to, we can fix this basically, because I didn't know about the other woman. So I thought he's having a wobbly, we can work through this. We can get couples therapy. We, I can fix this, you know, I -hmm. can make him change his mind because something's going on. He's confused after ceremony, like, but this is what we do. We work through stuff. Like we're a conscious couple who work through our shit so we can work through this. So that week of confusion was really me um, trying to fix it. You know, mm-hmm. I hired a coach. I worked with a therapist. I, you know, I actually went and drank ayahuasca myself twice, twice that week. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> and um, all of this was before I knew about the other woman. And uh, I was just confused, like trying to piece together things that didn't make any sense to me. Um, But I definitely wasn't ready to start grieving the relationship. I was very much still in denial and like, I need to put this back together and we need to work through this because, you know, in the four years that we'd been together, it's not that we had had a perfect relationship for four years. That's not what, that's not what I'm saying. We had had challenges, absolutely. And we'd worked through them in therapy, you know, and these are challenges that now when I look at, now when I look back in hindsight, those challenges that we worked through in therapy were Mm. actually big warning signs and red flags Mm. that Mm. I wasn't ready to see as those red flags because I was so committed to doing the work. And that's something that that I have really learned a lot on this journey of healing this heartbreak, I've really noticed how, because us in this space, we are so aware of trauma and attachment styles and, you know, uh, childhood stuff and wounds. I think what can happen is because we know that, Mm -hmm. we understand it, we can Mm -hmm. justify a lot more because we understand it. And that's what I have realized that I actually did um, quite a lot in that relationship, justified, worked through things because I understood the root of where that wound was coming from in him. Yes. And wanted to be this person that was so committed to doing the work. And actually, when I look back now, those were not necessarily opportunities to do the, they were opportunities to do the work, but they were also, um, they also were warning signs that I wasn't ready to see. I wasn't willing to see. Absolutely. And I think what you're speaking of is such a common phenomenon. It's, you know, there's kind of uh, the 3D level and then there's the bigger level. And, and, and on a bigger level, what happens and, you know, we have this idea of who we are, like where the, we, we work through stuff. This is who we are. We're resilient. That, this, this doesn't, this is who we are as a couple. This is the story of us mm-hmm. as a couple. And then something comes along that just jars that 
I want to call it a picture, even though it doesn't feel like a picture, it's your life. It's like it jars that story and you're like, what? Hold on. That, 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 wait, hold on. And you're trying to get back to the, the, I, the picture or the story of who you think you are. Hmm. And, and, and that was the week of confusion. You called it denial, but it's really, it's like an identity, the identity of you and your ex you yeah. know that that was the idea of who you are and and what's what came along smashed that completely and i wasn't ready to let it be smashed yet so i was desperately trying to put it back together by myself and just mm-hmm. so confused as to why he wasn't keen to put it back together you know i was saying like you know, we're both, you know, we we both are coaches who do this work. Like, let's get a therapist. Let's get a coach. He was not interested in doing that. And I was so, I was so shocked by that. This is what really confused me because I was like, if anyone can work through an issue in a relationship, it's us. Why don't we go to couples therapy? Why don't we get a coach? Like, I'm, I'm not getting it. Why don't you want to work at this? Why aren't you trying to why aren't you even interested in that? And that's when I started to think like, there's got to be someone else. Like why, why would someone just completely go from one minute being like, you know, looking at rings and looking at land together to the next minute being like, I don't even, it's over and I don't even want to work on it without any, without any major arguments or issues happening. Right. And so obviously they're, there was um, something happening for him, clearly, that he just wasn't ever communicating with me. Um, So, God, like, this is really, this is a real lesson for everyone. I think, you know, you communicate in your relationships. Like, I thought we had the most amazing communication. I thought we talked about everything. And I, I just think, like, if you are, if you are being if you're really completely as committed as you say you are, then your energy is not even open to that of another person. And I think the thing is here is that what started to reveal itself, you see, we don't know what we don't know. And I, and I know that sounds obvious, but we don't know what we don't know. We don't, Mm -hmm. we can't see behind our blind spots. A blind spot is when we don't know that we don't even know that we don't know. Mm-hmm. <laughs> so, so you were communicating at, at the point that you were both capable of at the time. Uh, and, and, and even you yourself can say now you look back and you're like, oh, wow, I started to see things afterwards that I just couldn't see before about what I had been tolerating. Oh, yeah. And, oh, yeah. Um, yeah, and I, and I really... I really did, I really now like, you know, almost three months on, I can really see how I was quite blind to some things. Mm -hmm. And now it's like, I have like fixed, like, you know, there's that quote that says, so the things that break your heart fix your vision. And that's exactly what this has felt like. I've had like new glasses put on and suddenly I'm like, oh my God, what was I doing in like, of course, like, I can't believe I let this kind of stuff happen and didn't didn't register, yes. you know? Yes. Because then someone says like, well, wasn't there any signs? Wasn't there any signs? I'm like, no, there wasn't any signs. And then when I actually sit with it and look back, I'm like, 
Oh yeah, um, yeah, yeah. Yes. You know. So, can you share with us the point in which you started to let go? Because you know, you were kind. Of, there's that phase when you're when you're gripping on and you don't want it to be real, and you're trying to fix it, and you're trying to change it, and you're and it's just it's so. Oh, and you can't. And then there was a point when you finally let go. You let that in. It took me a while, babe, to fully surrender because I was in fixing mode. Even even when I found out about this woman, I still thought that we could overcome it and fix it. Mm-hmm. Um, the only, I think, when I really started, when I really knew that it was over, was when I I found out that the week after I had picked the rest of my bags up from the house, he had flown over to this woman and began a sexual relationship with her already. Mm. And that felt that was that was that was it. That was the kicker. That that was like a stab in the heart. Um, and that was when I actually was like, oh, oh, like we really are not, we're really not coming back from this. Like it was one thing to like, oh, I met someone, I had this vision, I had these feelings, but nothing happened. But then to end things with me and then straight away go and sleep with this new person, it killed me. And that, that changed a lot for me. That sent me into a dark place. But it also gave me, it also set me free because it gave me the real knowing in my body that we were not coming back. And that was when I that was really when I had to let things die and let things go. And that's when I started really, um, that was when my, the healing that I was doing was not with the intention of trying to get us back together. It was with the intention of, I need to get through this. I need, I mean, it was always, I need to get through this, but it was, I need to get through this and I need to fix this. And then it it went from that to being, I need to get through this. I need to survive this somehow because I felt like I was dying. You know, that, that first, I mean, that first week of shock, I didn't eat, couldn't sleep, could hardly walk. I was just laid in bed, just paralyzed. And all I was able to do was organize zoom calls with therapists and coaches and healers and friends like you and that was my only job I was just in in bed with my laptop basically trying to heal myself um and I was meditating probably about five times a day just to try and quiet my mind which was going about a zillion miles an hour um (sighs) yeah. yeah because in that moment, it's not just like share with me, like it's not just the relationship that you realize you have to let die. No, 
It was it's everything. the whole life. The it's whole everything. Life. Everything that we had built, everything that I thought was so incredible, my world, everything that I was aiming towards with my work was all for this image in my head of us and our future. So that had completely shattered. Yes. Um, I had never, I had never considered ever um, that we wouldn't be together. I thought we would be together till the end of time. And mm -hmm. I thought another realization that I'd had since the breakup, since this all happened, another realization that I had that has been really powerful for me is that I actually would not have left ever. Wow. There were, there were, he could have done anything and I would have forgiven it, worked through it because that is who I was being in that relationship. And that was what I thought was a conscious relationship. You know, we work through stuff together. We do the work, we don't leave. And so I, I realized that if this had not happened in the way that it had happened, I would never have left. That was a wow. huge realization for me because yeah. I saw like how many, like how, where, where are my boundaries there? Where have I betrayed myself there? Because I was so mm. devoted to this picture in my head of our future, of us, you know? Um, yes. So, yeah, I, my, my entire identity and obviously the fact that everything was so public as well just builds even mm. more of a big identity around it, of course. Um, but, like, you know, all of the friendships that we have together, like you know, all of our friends were just like, what on earth? It was such a big shock. And so, it it, it, yeah, I mean, this is really the first time that I'm able to speak about it without falling apart. So. Yes. Well, you're doing great. You're doing so great and you're being really brave. Thank you. And I, and I want to go a little bit deeper. Yeah. In, in the moment in that phase where you said that you hit a dark place and that really is the breaking point. And I, mm. and I know that phase well, I, I, mm. I know it well for per me personally, but everyone I've ever worked with. And it's in that phase, which I'm sure took a while. <laughs> what, what seeings did you start to get about your own self? Maybe, um, maybe points of your childhood or points of your original family or points, lessons or seeings from your past that you hadn't really connected before? Did anything start to reveal itself that was connected in some kind of mirror to what was happening? Oh, yes. They were coming hard and fast. Mm. They were coming hard and fast. Yeah. Um, I think there's two that there's two big realizations that I had that sprung to mind. Um, one of them that hit me like a ton of bricks was the similarities 
in some of the traits of our relationship and of him that mirrored my mum and stepfather's relationship, mm-hmm. which I've done a lot of work around my relationship with my dad because it's my dad and we had, we had stuff to work through and I've worked through stuff, you know, around him and the masculine. But what I hadn't really dived into was my stepdad who had been, who had raised me since I was 10. And um, when I saw those connections, my heart stopped beating. So there was that. Uh, That Mm -hmm. was like, that was one of those things that it's like, once you see that, you can't unsee that. Um, I saw a lot of the coping strategies that I had used in the relationship unconsciously to make myself feel safe in the relationship because deep down there was a part of me that did not feel safe, even though Mm -hmm. on the surface, I thought we had this amazing relationship, super secure, like so resilient, da, 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 da. There were underlying fears and a sense of unsafety. And I bulldozed that by trying to, um, by trying to push us more into more commitment as one point, being the one that wanted to talk about marriage and babies, being the one that wanted to drive these conversations forward, being the one that wanted to buy land. Like that was all coming from me. That was not coming from him. That was all coming from me. Right. And I realized this and I had always known it, but I hadn't really known it until this point. And then I was like, Oh my God, I've been doing that to try and cling on to safety because I've had this underlying Mm. sense of unsafety. So that was another one. The third one that came strong and fast was um, just this picture of the perfect family that I've always idolized in my head since I was a little girl. This picture of the, the perfect couple with the perfect family that's always been my dream, babe. And you know that, like I've, I'm, I'm so, you know, I'm, I'm so maternal. I've, I've wanted kids since before I can remember. And so that picture of this family and this relationship and this, I, I, I was taken back to the inception of that dream and and the memory Mm. of that. And it was, um, yeah, it was my mum and dad, like posing with the, with the four of us for this like family Christmas card. And I remember that we, um, I remember thinking to myself, we are the picture of a perfect family. Yeah. But I, there was also a part of me that knew that that wasn't the reality. Mm-hmm. The picture wasn't the same. Do you know what I mean? And so mm-hmm. I remember having that feeling at like, I must've been like eight or something. And, um, and I realized that now as a 30, 31 year old woman, I had still been living all my relationships or living this relationship, I should say, um, with this image in my head. And like, I mean, I've got vision boards, I've got, you know, Instagram accounts. I save so many pictures of family and babies and like, Mm. it's, 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 you know, some people put pictures of 
houses and cars on their vision board. Mine's full of family. <laughs> it's just, yeah. it, it's the way that I'm made. It really means the world to me. And so I was holding on to that image, thinking that that's what we were doing. Um, yeah. Not really seeing or registering that that was, that was all coming from me and not him. Mm. Oh God, am I oversharing oh. here, babe? No, you're not. You are being so honest. And, and, and I really want to acknowledge that what you are speaking of is, is a human phenomenon. Like this is a part of the process. I, I write a whole, I wrote a whole chapter on this in the book called letting go of pictures. This is what we do. This mm. is how we try to survive. We, we have the pictures in our mind and the pictures itself create the life while the reality is kind of simmering under the surface and we can't see it because all we can see is the picture until life comes along. And I want to say gifts us, even though it doesn't gift us, (laughs) but it it is, but it is, it is a gift gifts us with a waking up. It's like, wake up from the picture so you can have a life, like the real, mm. real life. And I'm not saying that what you had wasn't alive, yeah. but it, no. but you can, I know now, because I know you that, that you've dropped to a deeper level in how you're coming into life. And that's because a picture was smashed. Oh my God. <laughs> I, I cannot believe, I cannot believe it that less than three months, I literally thought I was dying from a heartbreak. Like yeah. I, I would go to bed and literally think to myself, probably going to die in my sleep tonight because this pain is so agonizing. I don't know how I'm going to get through this. Yeah. But I knew that I would. And I also knew deep down that like every time I've ever been through any awful rock bottom moment in my life, that there's always something fucking amazing on the other side of it. And I was like, I trust wherever I'm going with this, whatever the reason, whatever the purpose is of this shit show, yeah. I know that I'm going to thrive again. And I know that this is going to work out for me just great because I just trust so, I just trust so much in my life. I trust so much in God, the universe, source. I just trusted that, okay, like clearly if this is what's happening right now in my life, clearly I am destined for something better. Yes. So that's something to get excited about. So even though I was in the depths of despair, there was always hope. There was always trust. There was always yes. a knowing that it was leading somewhere magical. And now I literally, I cannot believe, babe, the amount of light that has been pouring into my life. I mean, Mm -hmm. I thought I had an amazing life. I I do. And now I'm like, I feel like my heart has just like been blown open. And now Mm. I'm able to like, I'm just, I'm so much more, I have so much more light. And (laughs) and And I feel I'm able to receive more light. And the people that are coming into my life are just, just absolute, just incredible, just blowing me away. And I'm, babe, this morning I went to the beach with my journal, which is something that I do every morning here. And I sat on the beach with my journal this morning and I looked up at the sky and I cried 
And I said, thank you. Like mm. what you, this is crazy. Like this is crazy. This last yeah. few months has been crazy. Mm. And yeah. thank you so much. Like, oh my God, like I'm so grateful. I'm so, yes. I'm so grateful. And I really, you know, at the time, so funny because I've just remembered at the time he said to me when he was um, ending things, he said, one day you'll thank me. <laughs> and I wanted to punch him in the face. <laughs> <laughs> I was like, F you. F you. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> and now I'm, now I'm like, uh, thank you. <laughs> Yes. Oh, and but you can't you can't get to where you are now without no. having gone through every single milli point that you went through. And I just want to I want to run come back a little bit just because this is so mm-hmm. important for people listening. The trust that you are speaking of is mm-hmm. the lighthouse. Mm-hmm. That is it. You you talked about trust in God in in life and universe. But really, there's another kind of trust, and and that's the trust that you had in yourself. Oh my god, I have I have a huge amount of trust in myself because I I know that what I've been through in my life and how I have overcome things and alchemized things, I know that I'm very strong, and I know that I'm I know that 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 trust and that that level of self love that I have, the relationship that I have with myself and my ability to take care of myself and soothe myself and give myself what I need in those dark moments. I knew that I could rely on that. So there was no chance that I was going to respond to this by going out and getting drunk or falling into an addictive pattern or, you know, I don't know, going crazy or, you know, dropping off the face of the planet. Like, I knew that I wasn't going to do that because yeah. I've developed a really strong relationship with myself, a strong relationship yeah. with my inner child and a strong spiritual practice. And this is, there are, these are the times that come along and all of that shit gets tested. Yes. And that's what I want everyone to hear. This, that is the foundation to everything. I remember when, when shit was in the, when shit was at the bottom of the bottom, you went back to basics. You went back to the basics of self-care and self-love. I remember you were, you were just, what do I need to feed myself? That's loving. Uh, Can I have a, can I do some body work today? Can I, do I need to sleep more? You you cleared a lot of your diary. It was like, you just did what you needed to love yourself through Mm -hmm. that phase. And And, you know, when everyone listening, it's like we think if we can just get all these things and all this stuff and all these whatever, if none of that means anything, if you if you haven't prioritized the foundation of the relationship that you have with yourself, because when life changes, which it will, that's what it will always come back to. Yeah, always. Yeah. And that, that was your lighthouse. Yes. So I immediately just cleared my whole calendar because I knew that I could not possibly show up and lead any sessions for anyone or do anything really so I got I just got had my whole calendar cleared um and that was the most loving thing that I could have done and I can imagine maybe me 
five years ago would have just plummeted herself straight into work. Um, and I was, you know, we had a launch planned that we decided to completely postpone until I decided I was ready. I was supposed to be handing in my third book on the 2nd of April. And I had to email my publishers and say, I'm literally like going through the worst experience of my life. I'm not going to be handing a book in. I'm sorry. Like you need to give me a six month extension, which was Mm -hmm. such a huge deal. And you know what it's like in the book world to like, to ask for that is a really big deal. Um, and I could have just like, you know, the book, the book is done. I could have like, just got it, just got it done. Got it, got it. No, I was like, no, no, no. I need to live through this. I need to be with what is here. There's a reason that this is happening at this point in my life. And I have to trust it. I have to surrender to it. And I went all the way in to the pain. I went all the way in. I didn't try and avoid it. I didn't try and skip Mm -hmm. over it. I went, oh, this is how it feels to have my entire heart ripped into a million pieces. Okay, let me really be with this. Let me really, really feel this. And there was so much crying. There was so much screaming. There was so much rage. Mm-hmm. And I let it all be felt and I welcomed it all and I loved it all. And I didn't try and rush myself and I didn't judge myself. And I think that's why here I am less than three months later and I'm literally feeling on top of the world. And now, yes. if that was back on the table to go backwards, it would be a full body no. Yeah. And that's how I know that I've moved on. I mean, that's just huge. I mean, please, everyone listening, please hear this. I know everything in your mind is telling you not to feel the pain and and find every way to tidy it up, fix it, change it, get rid of it, run from it. But man, the only way through is through. Mm-hmm. And you went all the way through. I remember I'd come on Zoom with you and I'd be like, how are you, darling? And you were like, I just literally spent an hour punching pillows and screaming <laughs> and raging. <laughs> I'm I'm great and I was like good bloody good for you like you just kept going there and mm-hmm, mm-hmm. and that that's healing that yeah. was healing it was healing you didn't even know you needed mm-hmm. to cut to grow into where you're where you've grown into mm-hmm. and I was I was I knew okay I'm gonna give this healing everything I've got. Like this is my one job right now is to take care of myself. So I'm going to be, I'm going to be great at it, you know? So I spoke to therapists, I had coaching, I had psychology, I had energy healing work, I had body work, I had massages, I had random energy treatments that I'd never even heard of before. I saw psychics, I saw astrologers. I, I brought in the whole crew, babe. And, <laughs> and I'm so glad I did because every single healer or sister or therapist helped me a little bit more, helped me just put an, another piece of myself back together. You know, every time I reached out for support, because that's the other thing, like, you're not meant to do this alone. Like don't go through this alone, reach out and Mm -hmm. ask your friends, ask, you know, reach out to, to experts, reach out to your friends and say, I need you, you know, like it, it felt so good for me to have such an incredible support network 
while I was going through that. And I felt really proud of myself of not for not trying to navigate it alone, because that would have taken me a lot longer than three months if I had. Yes. Yes. So, okay. Share with us now. What are the gifts? Oh my the God. gifts that you the gifts that you it. didn't even know. You see, you. I want to remind you what you said. You wouldn't have left. There's no, no. way you would have done this willingly. You would never have consciously never. chosen this yourself. No. So <laughs> now that you are out the other side and you're still growing out the other side, what are the surprise gifts? Babe, I don't even know where to begin. There's so many. It makes me want to cry. I feel more myself than I've ever felt. I feel more light. I feel more fun. I feel like I'm glowing from the inside out. My life is so full and so rich. And I like I've I've come over here to Miami and I'm living in this um apartment right now and Rio's here and I'm so happy. My life is so full. Mm. Like I, I, and I, it's hard for me to express that, but it's just, I feel a new levels of self-love, new levels of light that have been able to pour into my heart. Yeah. And just the, the people and the things that are coming into my field are blowing me away. Mm. Like, I'm just, I'm like, what? How is this possible? Like, it's like, I'm, it's like another level of manifestation magic that I I just can't even put into words right now. But in another couple of months, I'll be able to kind of really, really express what I'm trying to say right now. I'm just like, oh my God, I am so me. I'm so happy. I'm so light it's it feels like a new energy that I didn't even know was existent for me yes you know it's like this weight has like gone um this this energy of um needing um and you know needing something to look a certain way and when I say that I mean like um like me needing commitment from another person mm-hmm. right that like that I didn't realize how much that was a weight holding like pulling me down inside of me yeah like I didn't wow. realize how much that like I need this to I need us to have this family or I need us to have I need this to be the picture in my head I didn't realize how much how heavy that was weighing on me actually so even though yes. I was driving towards it thinking that it was beautiful and light and amazing now I don't have that I feel free and I yes. feel me and now I am don't have a picture in my head at all I'm just like <laughs> the picture is my life as it is right now and yes. it's just it's just day to day what do I want to create today like this is fucking amazing life is a miracle I'm in Miami (laughs) with my girlfriends all the time and like, yeah. And I'm, I'm dating again and it's just, I love how you you whispered that. I'm dating again. again. 
<laughs> I know because it's because it was terrifying for me to even think about that. And now I'm like, oh my God, I'm so excited about all the people that I'm going to get to meet. This is so fun. Yeah. yeah. Oh, Mel, I just want you to know I am so proud of you. It was, you really navigated your way through this with the most amazing amount of courage and love and trust. That is what you showed all the time, even when you were breaking. And, you know, I was there the day the WhatsApp message popped through. Uh, actually you called me and I saw a missed call and I was like, what's happened? And you just, you told me and I was, and it, it was like the world fell apart and, and watching that and you through every single phase to where you are now and you are, you're just shining, you're just shining. And you see, you thought you were, you thought you were, you were more you back then. <laughs> right. Exactly. It just and shows look, that like, the universe is literally cracking you open to a yes. new level of light and a new level of healing and just a new level of you. Like now, gosh, like the next relationship that I enter into, oh my God, I'm a different woman. I'm yes. so much more strong. I know what my boundaries are. I know what I tolerate. I know what I need. I know what I don't want. I know what to look mm -hmm. for. Just on a, mm -hmm. on a whole nother level, than when I entered into the, this last relationship when I was 26 or 27, I can't remember. Mm -hmm. So I am a whole different person now. And I feel this is the first time, honestly, in my life where I've been single and felt like, do you know what? Like if I don't meet anyone significant for the next however many years, I'm fucking cool. Like I'm willing to wait as long as it takes because I'm fucking so happy right now with my life. Like, wow. and, and, and I know what I deserve. I know that I deserve it all and I am willing to wait for that. Wow. Mic drop. <laughs> yes. You're amazing. Thank you for sharing your heart and your story and yourself with us. Thank you just for being you. It's it's an honor to be your friend. It was an honor to witness you through this journey and to watch you just shine so bright now. And you're just okay. getting started. You're just okay. getting started. I know. So. Well, you, I've, I am just <laughs> indebted to you, babe, like the amount of love and support and just space holding that you have given me over the last three months like most days we have talked mm. and I have never had a friend show up for me in that way before ever mm. you like I, it really touches me and I I it was, it's been so meaningful to me. Honestly, I love you so, so, so much. You're such a special human. And I'm just, I'm so grateful that I just, those moments of just joining your Zoom room and just like you being like, how are you today? <laughs> like, uh, I don't think you, I don't know if you will ever know just, just what that meant to me that you are so incredibly special to me, babe. I really love you. 
Oh, I love you too. I love you. I love you. I love you. And, you know, it's, it was easy. It's easy to love you. It's easy to show up for you. <laughs> you know, it's just easy because, you know, the way that you navigate through life and the way that you navigate through the shit is, is in service of something greater. And that is so obvious and so clear. And so it's easy to support you through that because who you are becoming is a gift. It's a gift to the people around you. It's a gift to life and it's, it's a gift to me and it's a gift to everybody who follows you. So, you know, it's easy to love you mm. because it serves, it serves everyone. <laughs> oh, babe, I love you so much. Okay. Well, thank you very much, darling Mel. We love you. Mm. And I'm sure I know that this is going to help so many people listening to this. Um, everybody watching you and witnessing you through this has has been gifted, has been gifted by watching mm. you. Um, so thank you for your honesty, for your courage and your heart. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you, Mel.